Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Reading 1 Chronicles chapters 26 through 29. These are the divisions of the gatekeepers. From the Korathites, there, were, there was Meshemiah, son of Kor, from the family of Abiashish. The sons of Mealimah were Zechariah the oldest, Jedidel the second, Zebediah the third, Japhanael the fourth, Elam the fifth, Jehoiahan the sixth, and Elaniah the seventh. The sons of Obed-Edom, also gatekeepers, were Shemaiah the oldest, Jezebad the second, Johel the third, Sekar the fourth, Nathaniel the fifth, Amiel the sixth, Issachar the seventh, Pathiah the eighth. God had richly blessed Obed-Edom. Obed-Edom's son, Shemaniah had sons that with great ability who earned positions of great authority in their clan. Their names were Othnel, Othni, Rephanil, Obed, Azabad. Their relatives were Eliahu and Shepekiah. They were very capable men. All of these descendants of Obed-Edom, including their sons and grandsons, 62 of them in all, were very capable men, well qualified for their work. Meshaniah, 18 sons and relatives, were also very capable men. Hohesh of the Merari clan appointed Shimri as the leader of his sons, though he was not the oldest. Other sons included Helkani the second, Tebalal the third, Zechariah the fourth, Hoash sons and relatives who served as gatekeepers numbered thirteen in all. These divisions of the gatekeepers were named for their family leaders, and like the other Levites, they served at the house of the Lord. They were assigned by families for guard duty of the various gates without regard of age or training, for it was all decided by means of sacred lots. The responsibility for the east gate went to Meshahalamiah and his group. The north gate was assigned to his son Zechariah, a man of unusual wisdom. The south gate went to Obed-Edom, and his sons were put in charge of the storehouse. Sopam and Hoesh were assigned the west gate and the gateway leading up to the temple. Guard duties were divided evenly. Six Levites were assigned each day at, to the east gate, four to the north gate, and four to the south gate. The two pairs of the, at the storehouse... Each six were assigned each day to the west gate, four to the south to the gateway leading up to the temple, and two to the courtyard. These were the divisions of the gatekeepers from the clans of Korah and Merari. Other Levites, led by Ahijah, were in charge of the treasuries of the house of God and the treasuries of the gifts dedicated to the Lord. From the family of Libni in the clan of Gershon, Jerarel, the leader. 
The sons of Jelel, Zetham, and his brother Joel were in charge of the treasuries of the house of the Lord. These are the leaders of the descended from Amram, Izar, Hebron, Uzel. From the clans of Amran, Shubel, from the descendant of Gershom, son of Moses. He was the chief officer of the treasuries. His relatives, through Eliezer, were Rabbahai, Jeshahiah, Joram, Zikri, Shilmoth. Shilmoth and his relatives were in charge of the treasuries containing the gifts that King David and the family leaders, the generals, captains, and other officers of the army had dedicated to the Lord. These men dedicated some of the plunder that they had gained in battle to maintain the house of the Lord. Shelamoth and his relatives also cared for the gifts dedicated to the Lord by Samuel the seer, Saul son of Kish, Abner son of Ner, and Joab son of Zeruiah. All of the other dedicated gifts were in their care too. From the clan of Izar came Kenal. He and his sons were given administrative responsibilities over Israel as officers and judges. From the clan of Hebron came Hashbaniah. He and his relatives, 1,700 men, capable men, were put in charge of the Israelite lands west of the Jordan River. They were responsible for all matters related to the things of the Lord and the service of the king in that area. Also from the clan of Hebron came Jerel, who was leader of the Hebronites, according to the genealogical records. In the fortieth year of David's reign, a search was made in the records, and capable men from the clan of Hebron were found at Jazer in the land of Gilead. There were 2,700 capable men among the relatives of Zerah. King David sent them to the half to the east side of the Jordan River and put them in charge of the tribes of Reuben and Gad and the half tribe of Manasseh. They were responsible for all matters related to God and to the king. This is the list of the Israelite generals and captains and their officers who served the king by supervising the army divisions that were in du- on duty each month of the year. Each division served for one month and had 24,000 troops. Jashabim, son of Zabadel, was commander of the first division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty the first month. He was a descendant of Perez and was in charge of all the army officers for the first month. Dodai, a descendant of Ahoya, was commander of the second division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the second month. Mikloth was his chief officer. Benani, son of Jehoiadai, the priest, was commander of the third division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the third month. This was the Benaniah who commanded David's elite military group known as the Thirty. His son, Amazabad, was the chief officer. Ahashahel, the brother of Joab, was commander of the 4th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 4th month. Ahashahel was succeeded by his son, Zebediah. 
Shammah, the Israelite, was commander of the 5th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 5th month. Ira, son of Ikrish from Tekelal, was commander of the 6th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 6th month. Helhez, a descendant of Ephraim from Pelon, was commander of the 7th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 7th month. Sibekiah was a descendant of Zerah from Hushah, the commander of the 8th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 8th month. Abizer from Hananoth in the territory of Benjamin was commander of the 9th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 9th month. Merariah, a descendant of Zerah from Nepahath, was commander of the 10th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 10th month. Benaniah from Parathon in Ephraim was commander of the 11th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 11th month. Heled, a descendant of Othnel from Neophoth, was commander of the 12th Division of 24,000 troops, which was on duty during the 12th month. The following were the tribes of Israel and their leaders. From the tribe of Reuben... Eliezer, son of Zikri, was their leader. From the tribe of Simeon, Shephaphath, son of Makkah. From the tribe of Levi, Hashbaniah, son of Kemel. From the tribe uh, from Aaron and the priests, Zadok. From the tribe of Judah, Hel-Ahal-Eliahu, the brother of David. From the tribe of Issachar, Omri, son of Michael. From the tribe of Zebulun, Ishmael, son of Obadiah. From the tribe of Naphtali, Jeremoth, son of Ahazarel. From the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshiah, son of Ahazahel. From the tribe of Manasseh, in the west, Joel, son of Pedadiah. From the tribe of Manasseh and Gilead in the east, Ido, son of Zechariah. From the tribe of Benjamin, Jeshahel, son of Abner. From the tribe of Dan, Hazarel, son of Joraham. These were the leaders of the tribes of Israel. When David took his census, he did not count those who were younger than 20 years of age because the Lord had promised to make the Israelites as numerous as the stars in heaven. Joab, son of Zerai, began the census but never finished it because the anger of God fell on Israel. The total number was never recorded in King David's official records. Azamazeth son of Adael, was in charge of the palace treasuries. Jonathan, son of Uzziah, was in charge of the regional treasuries throughout the town, villages, and fortresses of Israel. Ezri, son of Caleb, was in charge of the field workers who farmed the king's lands. Shemaniah from Ramah was in charge of the king's vineyards. Zabdi from Shifem was responsible for the grapes and the supplies of wine. Baal Hanan 
from Gedor, was in charge of the king's olive groves and sycamore fig trees in the foothills of Judah. Joash was responsible for the supplies of olive oil. Shittari from Sharon was in charge of the cattle on the Paran plain. Shephath, son of Adalel, was responsible for the cattle in the valleys. Obel, the Ishmaelite, was in charge of the camels. Jehadiah from Meroth was in charge of the donkeys. Jerez, the Hagrite, was in charge of the king's flocks and sheep and goats. All these officials were overseers of King David's property. Jonathan, David's uncle, was a wise counselor to the king, a man with great insight and a scribe. Jehel, the Hecamanite, was responsible for the teaching of the king's sons. Ephaphel was the royal advisor. Hushai, the archite, was the king's friend. Ephaphel was succeeded by Joiada, son of Benaniah, and Abiathar. Joab was commander of the king's army. David summoned all the officials of Israel to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, the army generals and captains and overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, and all the other brave warriors in the kingdom. David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and my people, it is my desire to build a temple where the ark of the Lord's covenant, God's footstool, could rest permanently. I made the necessary preparations for building it, but God said to me, You must not build a temple to honor my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me from among all my father's family to be king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule. And from among the families of Judah he chose my father's family. And from among my father's sons the Lord was pleased to make me king over Israel. And from among my sons, for the Lord has given me many... He chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son, and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. So now, with God as our witness... And in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God, so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the Lord, the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek him, you will find him. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. 
Then David gave Solomon the plans for the temple and its surroundings, including the entry room, the storerooms, the upstairs rooms, the inner rooms, the inner sanctuary, which was the place of atonement. David also gave Solomon all the plans he had in mind for the courtyards of the Lord's temple and the outside rooms, the treasuries, and the rooms of the gifts dedicated to the Lord. The king also gave Solomon the instructions concerning the work of the various divisions of priests, Levites, in the temple of the Lord. And he gave specifications for the items in the temple that were to be used for worship. David gave instructions regarding how much gold and silver should be used to make the items needed for service. He told Solomon the amount of gold needed for the gold lampstands and the lamps, and the amount of silver for the silver lampstands and lamps, depending on each how each would be used. He designated the amount of gold on the table on which the bread of presents would be placed and the amount of silver for the other tables. David also designated the amount of gold for, uh, for the solid gold meat hooks used to handle the sacrificial meat and for the basins, pitchers, and dishes, as well as the amount of silver for every dish. He designated the amount of refined gold for the altar of incense. Finally, he gave him a plan for the Lord's chariot the gold cherubim whose wings were stretched out over the gold, the ark of the Lord's covenant. Every part of this plan, David told Solomon, was given to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. Then David continued, Be strong and courageous and do the work. Don't be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. He will see to it that all the work related to the temple of the Lord is finished correctly. The various divisions of priests, Levites, will serve in the temple of of God. Others with skills of every kind will volunteer, and the officials and every nation are at your command. Then King David turned to the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals. It is for the Lord God himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood, as well as great quantities of onyx and other precious stones, costly jewels, and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all of my own private treasuries of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is an addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for the overlaying of the walls of the tent of the buildings and for the other gold and silver work to be done by craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribe of Israel, the generals and captains of the army, and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly. 
for the construction of the temple of the god, they gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and 3,750 tons of iron. They also contributed numerous precious stones, which were deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jehel, a descendant of Gershon. The people rejoiced with the offerings, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord, and King David was filled with joy. Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power and the glory, the victory and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and all the earth is yours, O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand, and at your discretion people are made great and given strength. O our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name, but who am I and who are my people that we can give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you, and we give it to you what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment. Visitors and strangers in the land as our ancestors were before us. Our days on earth are like a passing shadow, gone so soon without a trace. O Lord our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple in honor of your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives, and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, make your people always want to obey you. See to it that your love for their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and to do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God. And the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the king, the Lord, and the king. The next day they brought 1,000 bulls, 1,000 rams, and 1,000 male lambs as a burnt offerings to the Lord. They also brought liquid offerings and many other sacrifices on behalf of all of Israel. They feasted and drank in the Lord's presence with great joy that day. And again they crowned David's son, Solomon, as their new king. They anointed him before the Lord as their leader, and they anointed Zadok as priest. So Solomon took the throne of the Lord in place of his father David, and he succeeded in everything, and all Israel obeyed him. All the officials, the warriors, and the sons of King David pledged their loyalty to King Solomon. And the Lord exalted Solomon in the sight of all Israel, and he gave Solomon greater 
royal splendor than any king in Israel before him. So David, son of Jesse, reigned over all of Israel. He reigned over Israel for 40 years, seven of them in, in Hebron, and 33 in Jerusalem. He died at a ripe old age, having enjoyed long life, wealth, and honor. Then his son, ruled, son Solomon ruled in his place. All the events of King David's reign from beginning to end are written in the record of Samuel the seer, the record, record of Nathan the prophet, and the record of Gad the seer. These accounts included the mighty deeds of his reign and everything that happened to him and to Israel and to all the surrounding kingdoms. Finally, we're also going to read Psalm 127, a song for pilgrims ascending to Jerusalem, a psalm of Solomon. Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with the centuries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to the, his loved ones. Children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's hands. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. He will not be put to shame when he confronts his accusers at the city gates. Briefly, we see as David is giving the command to Solomon and to the people that they would be the ones to actually build the temple of God. David says that he has collected many materials, much wealth, for the purpose of this building of the temple. But he also donates his own wealth and then gives an opportunity for the people to respond and for them to give as well. And we see that they do so. The people rejoiced, we see in the text, over the offerings because they had freely and wholeheartedly given them to the Lord. And we see that King David was also filled with joy. There is joy when we can give to the Lord. In our text today, we read that everything comes from him to begin with. We recognize that he has blessed us with so much. So it is a joyful moment when we can give back to the Lord for the work to be done in his name. Hopefully for us, when we give that, that money, that time, those resources to the Lord, it will not be something that we do with dread, but with excitement, and that we will be filled with joy to give to God. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.